Welcome to More Than Medicine, where Jesus is more than enough for the ills that plague our culture and our country. Hosted by author and physician Dr. Robert Jackson, his wife Carlotta, and their daughter Hannah Miller, this program will help you understand that human beings are more than just physiology, that for people there's more than just diagnosis and treatment, and that in life there's more than just medicine for a cure. This is More Than Medicine, and the doctor is in. Welcome to More Than Medicine. This is Hannah Miller, and I'm here with my dad, Dr. Robert Jackson. And uh, so we kind of had a fun weekend. You had a bit of an unexpected event happen on, was it Friday? Friday evening, yes. Yes, Friday evening. We get this message on our Facebook, which we're, we try to stay on top of, but mom nor I could find the message. We both knew that we'd gotten a message on Facebook Messenger, and we could not find it to save her. And for some reason, Facebook was being glitchy, and then pages, which is like, you know, the business side of it, all, all of it was not, we could not find it. So finally I was able to search the, the gal's name and I found it. And she was, um, asking about, she said, Hey, I know this is crazy, but our speaker for an event tonight, he's sick. He's out sick and we, we need somebody. And she's like, are you available? I know this is really last minute, but are you available? So you actually were able to go. I know I've heard you say my whole life to always have a sermon in your pocket so you can be ready. And you had, and I knew when I saw the message, I was like, oh, well, dad's, I'm sure dad's ready. (laughs) As long as he doesn't have anything else, uh, I had no doubt that you could do it. And of course you, you did end up going, mom said that, and of course, you know, we're, we're all a little biased because we're family, but mom said you did a really great job and knocked it out the ballpark but you did have that on friday night correct yes yes it was an organization called the sunshine club oh that's right and uh it's an organization in town that ministers to adults with special needs Mm -hmm. and uh it's out of first baptist church uh in downtown spartanburg and uh they ministered to i don't know 40 or 50 adults with special needs that they bring to their church every other saturday and for five hours, they will entertain them, feed them, and they give their parents and adult caretakers respite for five hours so that they can go and do whatever they need to do without having to worry about their adults, special, their adults' mm-hmm. family members with special needs. Right. And uh, they teach them how to worship the Lord. They share the gospel with them. And the beauty of it is in the last... A year or so, they've been able to baptize uh, over 20 of these adults with special needs that they have been confident that they have come to faith in Christ. Mm -hmm. So it's a very evangelistic organization. And they had a fundraising banquet on Friday night. Their their speaker uh, became ill at the last moment, so they called me, and I was delighted to fill in. Of course, we have two special needs right, so children ministry is of our own, dear to us. so I was able to fill in and able to share our personal experience with special mm-hmm. needs children, both of whom are adults now, mm-hmm. and so I was able to relate to them, and they were able to relate to me, and, and we just had a grand old time. <laughs> So it worked out very well. I'm sure it did. I'm, I was actually kind of bummed that I missed it. We had other, uh, I, well, my husband was out of town and I was keeping, you know, I, I couldn't find uh, child care for my kids that quickly, but I'm sure it was a, a wonderful event. And the other kind of uh, upcoming thing for you is that you've got a new book. This is your third book. Yes, ma'am. Uh, that's coming very out. Very excited soon. about it, too. 
Yeah, and um, you in your book that's uh, I don't know maybe Christmas time. I don't know, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But in the new book that's coming out, though, we were kind of tossing out what's in the book, and you said you had a chapter on integrity. Yes, ma'am. And so we decided that that's what we would talk about today in today's episode of More Than Medicine is kind of pulling some thoughts from <clears throat> the chapter on integrity uh, that you've written for this new book. So let's go ahead and dive right on into that. All right. The overall book is entitled Turkey Tales and Bible Truths. My listening audience may not know that I've been an avid turkey hunter for 34 years, and I've had lots of varying experiences with deer hunting and turkey hunting. And of course, as any good fisherman or hunter, I have lots of stories to tell. Hunters and fishermen love to tell their tales. They love to tell their turkey hunting stories, their deer hunting stories, their fishing stories. And I have plenty of stories of my own. But because I'm a Bible teacher at heart, I love to take those stories and segue them them into teaching biblical truths of life. And so what I've done is I've written a book that tells some of my experiences in the woods with turkey hunting, but each of them segues into teaching biblical principles of life that men need to know on priorities, persistence, marriage, parenting, purity, family life. Uh, And there's one chapter in the book devoted to integrity. So... Here's just some of that chapter that I would share with our listening audience tonight. Some years ago, there were two little piebald does. Now, piebald is a doe that's variegated. It has Mm -hmm. multiple colors. It's not completely brown like most deer, uh, but it's a genetic variation. So it had a lot of white coloration. There were twins, and there were two of them, and they showed up on my little farm, and they looked like little goats because they had so much white coloration. And I used to enjoy standing on my upstairs porch at our house at nighttime and shining a spotlight on them during the off-season. And their white colors would make them just stand out like a beacon. And one time I caught a good picture of them on a game camera that I still keep in my wallet. And I like to to show that (laughs) the the picture of those two little piebald deer to some of my friends. Uh, In fact, I found a a real good picture of it at my office the other day. I have a whole collection of of photos of my grandchildren and my children, and right smack dab in the middle was a picture of those two little piebald deer. And I said, oh, my goodness, I forgot I I had that picture. Well, after three years of watching those little deer grow, I decided that I would harvest them the next deer season before someone else did to collect their hides, which I knew would make a unique rug or a wall hanging. And I calculated that if I let them live much longer, they would die by another hunter or by vehicle collision or by old age. And we watched them all summer. And my friends kept saying to me, Doc, you better go ahead and take those deer or somebody else will. And my response to them, well, it's not deer season. I'll just have to wait. And even some of my family members warned me If you wait too long, you're going to lose those pie balls. And my response always will know it's not deer season. I'll just have to wait. Well, you guessed it. Those little pie balls disappeared before the season opened. We never saw them again. I don't know if a coyote got them, a poacher, or a vehicle collision. Nevertheless, Miss Hannah, I didn't get them. (laughs) 
I still miss those pretty little deer, and I still wish I had those hides. And I could show a picture to anybody who wants to see it. This wasn't the only time, though, that I've been tempted to fudge on the game laws. A while back, I was showing a friend around my property, and I showed him where we planted food plots and where we put out corn for the deer. And he commented at that time, well, Doc, I don't see any corn. And I responded, well, it's turkey season starting next week. The DNR, that's the Department of Natural Resources, doesn't allow any corn on the ground two weeks before turkey season. Well, this friend of mine looked at me incredulously, and he asked me this question. He said, how long have you lived here? And I said at the time, 22 years. And then he said, well, has a DNR agent ever visited your farm? And I said, no, sir. His response, well, then what does it matter? Feed those turkeys. They'll never know. Well, I looked at him and I said, you may be right, but I'll know. My sons and sons-in-law will know, and God will know. I don't break the DNR rules even when no one knows. That fellow looked at me in surprise and shrugged his shoulders. Well, Miss Hannah, it revealed to me a lot about him. For you see, the real test of a man's character is what he does when no one is looking. Mm -hmm. Hunters are often all alone in the woods far away from prying eyes, just them and God. Integrity really counts with hunters. Jesus said, he who is faithful in a very little thing is faithful also in much. And he who is unrighteous in a very little thing is unrighteous also in much. That's in Luke chapter 16 and verse 10. If you and I can't be trusted to abide by DNR rules out in the middle of nowhere, we can't be trusted anywhere. I was hunting in Union, South Carolina with one of my good friends when I called up a gobbler right on the property line. I sat down next to a big oak tree right alongside a barbed wire fence and commenced to calling him, trying to get him to come over on my side of the fence. Well, if that old Longbeard didn't fly down on the neighbor's pasture about 40 yards out, well, there was a little old black turkey on my left shoulder that immediately said, shoot him. No one will ever know. You can scoot under the barbed wire and throw him over on this side. Well, there was another little white turkey on my right shoulder that responded immediately and said, don't you do that. You'll be trespassing and your conscience will bother you. The black turkey immediately responded and said, Come on, no one will ever know. The white turkey whispered, You'll know, and God will know. Well, that gobbler pranced to within 30 yards and gobbled so, so loud the whole wood shook. I understood once again that life is just not fair. <laughs> I thought I was developing hives. Foolishly, I raised my gun to look at him over my sights. And 30 yards away, I said to myself, easy peasy, lemon squeezy in the freezy. <laughs> I shook my head and lowered my gun to my lap. And suddenly, Miss Hannah, an ATV rounded the corner, spooking the gobbler who flew away. It spooked the bejeebers out of me, too. And you know what? It was the landowner and another man riding that fence line and talking out loud. 
they never saw me and went right on by. Now, what if I had shot that bird and crawled under that fence? I would have been caught red-handed, bird in hand and pants down. Could you have seen the headlines? Spartanburg family doctor arrested for trespassing. Oh, no, it would have been worse than that. Spartanburg family doctor, deacon, and Sunday school teacher arrested for trespassing. Oh, my goodness. The Bible says stolen bread eaten in secret will turn to sand in your mouth. That's Proverbs chapter 28 and verse 17. Well, I'm here to tell you that poached turkey eaten in secret will break your teeth on number four shot. You could also lose your gun, your license, and end up in the slammer. Don't you ever listen to that black turkey. Be faithful even in the little things. Your mama always tells you kids, if you lie, you'll cheat. Mm -hmm. If you cheat, you'll steal. If you steal, you'll kill. You know that's a natural progression from the little things to much bigger things. That's why the little things are so important. So what does it mean to have integrity in the little things? Well, what exactly are the little things? That's a good question for us to ask ourselves. The little things are in what a man says. A man of integrity keeps his promises. He says what he means, and he means what he says. As the old saying goes, his word is his bond. If he says he'll do something, then you can forget about it. You don't have to bird dog him because he will get it done and he will keep his promise. A man of integrity speaks the truth even to his own hurt, as Proverbs chapter 15 says. He doesn't shade the truth or hide the truth. He speaks the full truth. More than that, he speaks up when the truth is unpopular because he defends the truth and promotes the truth. He is a truth speaker. Even when our culture does not accept the things that are true. For we all know as Christian people that the truth of the gospel is unpopular. We live in a culture that's very intolerant of biblical truth. And when we say things like Jesus is the only way to know the Father, our culture becomes all riled up. But as truth speakers, we have a responsibility to defend and speak and promote that truth. There are all manner of biblical truths that are unpopular to our culture. There's another little thing that's important for a man of integrity, that, and that's in what he sees. The Bible says that the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? That's Matthew chapter 6, verse 22 to 23. Guarding our eyes is the same as guarding our hearts. The eye is the gateway to our hearts. Sadly, Miss Hannah, we live in a corrupt, pornographic world flooded with fleshly images on television, movies, and even on our cell phones. Now, when I was a young man, a man had to go find pornography. Today, porn pursues a man and young boys, especially through handheld devices. If we're not committed to personal integrity with our eyes, 
we're going to be snared by fleshly images and easily become addicted. Addiction to porn ruins a man's spiritual life and his family life. It creates instant shame and spiritual impotence. The porn-addicted Christian man has no spiritual power or spiritual authority. His dark secret causes him to become sidelined and paralyzed. What percentage of Christian men have issues with pornography? Surveys by Christian organizations like Barna tell us that 60% of Christian men admit to serious issues with porn. In fact, porn addiction is so prevalent that there are counselors that I refer to who specialize in counseling men who are addicted to pornography. If you're in this listening audience and you are one of those men, I would encourage you to purchase and watch a CD series entitled The Conqueror, The Battle Plan for Purity. It's produced by Kingdom Works. Once again, it's called The Conqueror, The Battle Plan for Purity, and it's produced by Kingdom Works Studios. And I would encourage you to watch that with other Christian men who are strongly committed to personal purity. I've seen it. I've watched it with another group of men, and it's a very powerful and helpful CD series. I would also recommend visiting a website entitled SettingCaptivesFree.com. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? A man who is committed to personal integrity has to be to have integrity also in what he sees. Another thing where a man has to have integrity is in what he thinks. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Proverbs 21.7 Right thoughts determine right attitudes. Right attitudes produce right actions. Let me say that again. Right thoughts determine right attitudes. Right attitudes produce right actions. That's why Jesus warned you and me that anyone who looks lustfully at a woman has already committed adultery with her in his heart. It all begins with our thought life. Jesus immediately went on to tell his audience that if your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. Now, was Jesus advocating self-mutilation? No, of course not. He was teaching that we should amputate those dangerous thoughts immediately before they poison our thought life and then lead us to adulterous activity. Like I've told you before, sin makes us stupid and blind. Sane and intelligent people don't do the dumb stuff that they do until they have allowed sinful thoughts to steep in their hearts until it affects their good judgment. Then they become stupid and blind. I once counseled with the wife of a businessman who was both brokenhearted and furious. Her husband, who claimed to be a Christian man, was openly flirting with a female employee despite her confronting him on the matter. His other female employees were quitting their jobs in disgust over his sexually explicit conduct in the workplace. His wife made such a stink that he fired the female employee, but he then placed her 
as a manager of another business he operated in that very same town. When his wife found out, she started divorce proceedings, especially after he left the family on Christmas Day to go visit this other woman. What surprised me was that in the midst of adultery and divorce proceedings, he had the audacity to go on a mission trip with his church. Oh, my. I prayed the entire week that he was on this mission trip that the Spirit of God would convict him of his sin but I suspect that he was too stupid and too blind. That businessman didn't just wake up one day and say to himself, I'm going to ruin my reputation and wreck my family. No, it all started with a thought. It started with watching that female employee sashay down the hall at his workplace and wondering to himself, I wonder what it would be like if he didn't have the integrity to amputate that thought like a gangrenous big toe or a diabetic foot. You see, it takes swift and decisive action like a surgeon with a scalpel. Jesus said, cut it off and throw it away. One of, uh, you know, our listeners may not know that my background is in horsemanship and I've done quite a bit of uh, horse teaching lessons and personal training. And one of the things that I teach people quickly is where whatever direction that your horse's eyes are pointed in is the direction that they're going to go. So if they're walking is straight, but their eyes are, are pointed to the right or to the left, they're going to start walking to the right or to the left. And so I, I teach them, you know, res- before your horse starts moving their feet in that direction, correct the eyes, correct the head. You turn it back in the direction that you want it, want that their feet to go in. And, you know, and, and circumvent, cut the problem off as soon as you see it. And you get to be to a point as a, as a, a horseman or horsewoman, that as soon as you even start feeling your horse's weight shifting the slightest bit to where their eyes and their head is turning in a direction that they're not supposed to go in, you can just kind of twitch your hands or your, your, your feet in the slightest bit to cue them to remain on the path that you've set them on. And, you know, I think we as believers have to do the same thing where, you know, because if we keep our eyes trained on these other things, eventually... That is where our feet will go. That is the where the direction our hearts will go. Um, and we have to stop looking. We have to stop and get our eyes back onto the path that in direction that we want them to be on, and not letting them continue to wander. Because my, that horse may go for a mile with its head turned to the right, looking that way, or it may only go ten feet before it starts going that direction. But the point is, eventually. Its feet will follow its eyes. <laughs> that's right. And we're the same way. We're the exact same way. We're the way. same way. You know, that's why that's why car uh, sellers always put their cars right on the main drag because they know that people will be tempted to look at those automobiles while they're driving down the road. Mm-hmm. And that's why television advertisers always put their uh, advertisements right on the, on the biggest events of the evening so that people will see their advertising and be tempted to purchase and that's why pornographers put their mm-hmm. their their flash up uh, pop up porn on the television. I'm talking about not on the television, but on the uh, computer. Uh, computer, 
so that boys and men will see those events uh, pop up on the screen and immediately attract their attention. So it's important for men and boys to be on their guard and to guard their eyes, to guard their hearts, to not let their eyes go to those events and always protect themselves, to protect their eyes. And all those things start with what their eyes see. It starts in their hearts. But if they're not careful, it will capture them. And I've always told my friends, whatever captures your heart will eventually capture you. Mm -hmm. And that's why we have to be so diligent to guard our hearts. Mm -hmm. That businessman did not have the integrity or the right thinking to perform the surgery that he needed to perform to protect his heart. And now he's divorced. His kids won't talk to him. And his Christian, Christian testimony has been ruined. The question that I ask my readers in the book that I've written is, are you a man of integrity? Can you be trusted to do the right thing always? Even when you're all alone and no one is watching except God. We can all pretend to be men of integrity when, we're, when other people are watching. But our integrity manifests itself when we're all alone. Integrity in our actions is merely the fruit of the tree. The rest of the tree is buried in our hearts. That's why the wisdom writer said, guard your heart, for out of it flow the issues of life. So this book is going to be, this is an excerpt from your book. Uh, that's about to be coming out. This is a chapter on integrity. This book is The Family Doctor Speaks, Turkey Tales and Bible Truths. Correct. And maybe around Christmas time, we're not really sure yet, um, how how quickly the editors and everybody will actually get it printed. It's, it's at the final editing um, process, and it'll be going to the printers and, and getting out on the presses hopefully soon. But we're not really sure how fast that process will go. Yeah, we, we've sent it to the, to the publisher once. They've been doing their edits. They've sent it back to us. We're now doing a second round of editing. We're very fortunate that the Baptist Courier is our publisher, and they're very, very easy to work with, and they understand exactly what I'm trying to accomplish. Uh, they published my last book, The Family Doctor Speaks, The Truth About Seed Planting, Equipping Believers for Evangelism, and uh, they've been such a delight to work with, and I'm excited that they're going to uh, publish my, my third book as well, and uh those books will also be on Amazon. They'll be available at Barnes & Noble. Uh, of course, they'll be available through the Jackson Family Ministry webpage, our Facebook and webpage. They'll be available at my medical office as well. So we're excited that that book's going to be out very soon. We trust that the Lord will bless it. Well, it sounds like it will be a really good uh, gift for young men or uh, just men in general and anybody who enjoys hunting and just Bible truths. Um, you know, hearing you go through that chapter, it's not really just for men and just for hunters. Uh, that's valuable insight and biblical truths for all of us to have. So uh, I'm looking forward to having a copy of my own and which uh, somehow I always end up giving away. So I, I keep needing to get more of these, of your books. But um, anyway, thanks for being here today. Again, great session. Also, last thing, uh, remember that we're available for speaking requests. 
and speaking engagements. We do that frequently. You do that. You guys can uh, reach out on our website, which is jacksonfamilyministry.com, if you have an event coming up and you think that we can help you at your event and, uh, and speak there. Thank you very much, and you all have a great week. Thank you for listening to today's edition of More Than Medicine. You can follow Jackson Family Ministry on Facebook, Instagram, and on their website. Be sure to contact them via jacksonfamilyministry at gmail.com for speaking engagements and for book information. Join us next time for more than medicine.